This is Agile Storytime with David Ritter. A parable is a story that hopes to teach a lesson. Like the fables we read as children, parables are extended analogies. Fables often end with an explicit statement of the lesson. The moral of the story is such and so. With a parable, discovering the moral or lesson is left to the reader. Today, we'll talk about the parable of the sower, S-O-W-E-R, one who plants seeds like a farmer. This parable goes like this. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. The seeds in this parable are words or ideas. The farmer is the speaker of the words. The soil refers to those who hear the words. The lesson, of course, is that words and ideas can only take root and thrive in those who are ready to receive them. Words must be cast on fertile ground. We routinely encounter a wide range of readiness in our transformation clients. Today, we'll hear of one organization that was able to rapidly and successfully reinvent their way of working, but only because they had spent years before making their soil ready to receive and act on new ideas. Parts of the story of the agile transformation of ING Bank in the Netherlands are well known. ING was facing significant market and competitive pressure. To inspire new thinking, BCG brought the leaders of the bank to visit the music streaming company Spotify. Spotify shared a deep view of their concise and effective agile operating model. This experience inspired ING's management team to rapidly transform the entire home office of the bank. On the surface, ING's radical shift appears to be a big bang, an intensive six-month program where the entire organization was restructured into Spotify-style tribes and squads, propelling the bank to dramatic new levels of speed, responsiveness, and efficiency. What's usually missed is the extensive work that preceded the six-month restructuring. With us today is the perfect person to tell this tale, Payam Jobden. Payam recently joined BCG after a 20-year career at ING, where, for the last four years, he was in charge of Agile Transformation globally for the bank. Welcome, Payam. Please share with us the story behind the story, the tilling of the soil that made ING fertile ground for change. Many people have heard, indeed, the story of ING going to Spotify in December 2014 with BCG. Actually, together, I was there too. And in six months, even, we, uh, we redesigned the whole uh, process in ING Netherlands with 350 squads, which went live in five and a half months after we came back from Spotify. Before that, there was a need why we changed, but also we did have, I'd say, a ground which was suitable to cast a seed, I would say. We started, actually, with our agile journey which was not agile at that moment at all but it was not called agile but it was a it was the first move was in 2010 we were thinking about that we our processes were not digitalized were not good processes we had about 3000 processes we came up with this idea of operational excellence principles 
to put in place for those processes. For example, you know, applying for a business account, you have to answer 68 questions. To, uh, even if you forgot to fill in one of the questions of those 68 questions, the people at operations just throw away your application because they didn't have your address, for example. So we came up with this idea of washing lanes, you know, car wash. Uh, we washed the processes in a period of two weeks. And for that, we put actually a kind of multidisciplinary team together and we empowered them saying, you don't need any managers to decide for you what will be the best for those end-to-end -end processes. And out of those 3,000 processes, we redesigned that into 250 processes. And we did that in a two and a half year journey. We had product managers, marketers, risk people, you know, IT people all together in this two-week car wash. The only disadvantage of this was that at the end of this journey of two weeks, they redesigned the whole process and they gave it to the IT and the IT said, thank you. We will put it on, on our planning. Don't call us. We'll call you. We'll come back to that. And it took a long time to implement all those redesigned processes. So we came up with this idea of less is more. So clean, simplified processes. Another critical area where ING invested was DevOps the technical tools and processes to rapidly build, test, and deploy new software releases. The second part of our journey was in 2012. Our CIO of ING Bank in the Netherlands, a very visionary person who is still the CIO now, and he's um, he's very a visionary person. And he said, I want to have all my teams in IT working in a DevOps. And in 2014, we also started, you know, to, to having this agile teams in our marketing, for example, at the business side. So we, we had some pilots to do this, uh, you know, putting people from different parts, uh, UX people, uh, people from internet channel, product management, marketing together to come up with the new ideas. But that was also business separate and IT separate. So some parts of the organization were experimenting with various things that were similar to agile. But at some point, the leadership recognized that there was a real urgency to change more fundamentally. We thought about that we were not an omni-channel bank. We had different channels and the customers had to go, for example, to the branch. If they wanted to have a I don't know, credit card, they take cake out of, the, out of the branch, they called our call center and they had to tell the whole story again because we are channels did not have one single source of customer truth. So we said, if we want to become an omni-channel bank, if we want to break down the silos between our channels towards our customers, how could we not be um, breaking down our silos in our inside, in our organization? There was also a challenge around time to market. We had an app, which was very nice app, you know, mobile banking app. We had only two or three releases per year for this mobile banking app because everything we wanted to <laughs> come up with, you had to go through the product management, marketing, formula management, channel people, discuss it, the risk, and then the IT. And the, but now, now uh, after that, we had uh, 350 squads in the Netherlands and 60% of them were able to put something in production in two or three sprints without the help of any other squad. As I understand it, prior to the Big Bang Agile transformation, your CIO also tackled the issue of engineering capability and engineering culture in the bank. To be honest, we had many managers in IT who even did not know how to code. 
So we had, for example, uh, this step I was talking about in June 2015, when we, when we decided, we, when we shifted the organization towards these biz DevOps teams, we had 3,500 people in IT. We selected 2,500 of them, and we had 1,500 people in the business. We selected 1,000 of them. That's together 3,500 people. And there were many layers in the IT organization. And we said, actually, at the IT side, it's your expertise. It's your craft. So if you want to be in IT, you should be able to code. So even the CIO, he he showed himself, he went to these hackathons and he showed that he could also code himself. (laughs) And uh, showing the people we don't need managers who are only managers and do not know how to code. That's your expertise. And this whole idea of expertise, your craft in the IT became a a kind of, you know, very important part of this engineering culture in ING. At the same time, this is one example in IT, but also in the call center, when we went agile in the call center and operations, the same example, we said goodbye to 80, 80 middle managers in call center. And some of them, believe me, they were scared of talking to the customer directly themselves. What happened to the IT managers who were not coders? It depends. I'm exaggerating if I say everybody was uh, had to code because we had, for example, very good, very good uh, managers who were not able to code, but they were still very good IT. So I'm, I'm exaggerating, but, uh, but in that case, I would say many of them uh, went into this chapter lead role where their their expertise was more important than their managerial, I would say, uh, I would say, uh, part of their work. How did the organization support the development of skills and mastery? Yeah, the increase in the mastery was most most in the in your chapter. So you have, you were a part of the chapter, and the chapter lead was also responsible for your expertise, for your craftsmanship. But at the same time, we had also it was not possible to have all the chapter leads to have uh, you know in the same tribe uh, to have the, that responsibility. So we came up with the guilds, uh, which was also a copy of uh, Spotify, which were informal, actually informal, informal parts of that, that they, the people with the same exp- uh, expertise and craftsmanship came together and they had lunch meetings together and exchanging their experience on uh, what they had seen. And it was much more, I would say, mastery driven than uh, uh, management driven saying you should go to this session. We created this passion of uh, what the people liked to and we saw that also in this place, you know, the people who were still coming to the, this IT people coming to the, the, together around this billiard table at, in the middle of the building. And they, I was going back at seven, eight o'clock in the afternoon, going home in the evening, going home. And they were still there and they were talking. They had fun. They were talking about their experiences uh, after that uh, billiard session. And, they, and you don't do that if you are pushed to do this session at eight o'clock in the evening, you go home. But these people had fun because this was their mastery. This was their passion to be there. There were also challenges working with outsourcing partners. In many cases, we reduced the number of outsourcing and we, and we said to those external parties, if you want to be a part of our process, those people can be sourced in the team. So they are externals, but they work in our cadence in our standups. They are there in our standups. They, they work in an agile way, but there were also some black box you give to the outsource. And for that, we said, you should be able also to work agile in our, in the same cadence we are working agile. So the soil was prepared for the rapid agile transformation of the organization. 
processes scrubbed, layers removed, engineering culture established, outsourcing model redesigned, and perhaps most importantly, a clear and compelling need for change shared throughout the company. The seeds took root and the harvest for ING has been bountiful. Thanks so much, Payam. Please follow Agile Storytime for more informative, insightful, and inspiring stories. This is a podcast from Boston Consulting Group. For more information on enterprise agility, go to on.bcg.com slash agile.